Hello, friends. This is Trevin. Um, Nathaniel's out in the hall right now looking for the guest. But the surprise is today that uh, Nathaniel is actually the guest. He is going to get interviewed by me. Um, so he's gonna he's out in the hall looking for somebody. And then he's going to come back in in just a second. And then he's going to be like, they're not out there. And it's really just going to be him that gets to be interviewed today. So he doesn't know that yet. So it's going to be a fun day. Um, ooh, my brother just said masks in Michigan's are finally optional. Interesting. If anybody know, knows my little brother, he loves to talk football with me. And we've been talking football for the last hour. And welcome our guest, Nathaniel Bohr, <laughs> to, to the room. <laughs> Nathaniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you, Trev? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what is it like being here? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm guessing that I'm the guest then? You're the guest. <laughs> all right, there it is. It Ladies and gentlemen, the fantastic organizational and planning of the one and only <laughs> Trevin Napziger. <laughs> I could have done a lot of things, though. Yeah, I, I just, know. I know. I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to put in the work this week to find somebody and ask so mm. i was like yeah we'll surprise the thing mm. this week yes there it is so there it is. yeah but he thought a few people he gave me some options really good options that's that's a great thing like he tossed <laughs> out some ideas and i'm like hmm. i wrote them down for guests in the future i was legit i was still legitimately as i was walking in was really hoping it was going to be john uh, yeah i i always like called him and was like hey what are you doing right for now the next 40 <laughs> for five <the> minutes <laughs> but <laughs> could have checked his location in Tahiti he leaves he leaves soon so maybe in the next few weeks he would be free hmm. so we'll see anyways my first question for you Nathaniel yeah <clears throat> I feel like our friendship has been very interesting it has like has gone through the ups and the downs I think that's fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> um <laughs> we have been we started out as rivals um mm-hmm. and then we start became really good friends and then we went to back to rivals and then we became really good friends again and then we went back to rivals um <laughs> over a numerous of things yeah <laughs> over numerous things and now we're really good friends <laughs> um yeah. what is i guess i was trying to think about it what like was the i feel like we every friendship has a trigger point mm-hmm. what was the trigger point for me and you yeah I think, like, honestly, like, freshman year, I didn't really think about it too much. Like, for me, it was more of, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I was, I was, honestly, I was grateful to, like, live with you. I think that was really good. Um, like, as a freshman, especially having my PA also be, like, my tennis teammate. Um, I think that was actually really helpful. Whether I ever expressed that gratitude is a different mm-hmm. story. Um, but I, I think really you have though in your own ways. Mm-hmm, but I really liked, and I I appreciated it in the moment too. Um, the one trigger point negatively was when you were asleep, it was sick, and when everyone was going to Cedar Point, and I kept waiting for you to wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it Cedar Point? Or it was Kings, like Kirsten's house. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And I was I remember being frustrated with you about that, but that was just funny. Right. But you didn't back. have the heart to say that you wanted to go. No, at, I didn't because I thought it was too cool. Yeah. Um, Which I didn't really even real. I was, yeah. I probably should have gone to co- show commitment. 
Yeah. Especially, yeah. but like that was it. Yeah, just also. But after on. a long week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest. I think like one of the like truly. I think going through hard things together is a big, mm. um, is a big trigger point, and it's a really big. Um, I think linkage for most friendships, and I feel that very strongly with you and I. Um, I think like when we were done, like I think like a big part of it was um, when I really started to realize that you're like a close, close friend um, was when we went through trying to process losing the tennis team. Mm. Um, And I know that like, we kind of had like it was like the a big amount of the a couple of the guys from the tennis team kind of just like made rounds for like that next like three weeks it seemed like right. going to Tennessee and then going to um say goodbye to Andre at his like goodbye party right or what we thought was gonna be a goodbye party but it was just a graduation party um and then going up to your house for that weekend mm-hmm. um and then I think like and then I kind of dropped off the map a little bit we kind of stopped talking to each other a little bit over the summer yeah um of like covid and then coming back like working through i remember very distinctly when you asked me to go to the prayer chapel with you Mm. um after you were getting over a relationship right and we both were really vulnerable with each other um about like some of our pasts and i think that was when i was like that was like a very clear moment of like Mm -hmm. oh like this is like one of my best friends. Yeah, and like I and I think that was probably one of the that what I noticed is that the biggest moment. But like, mm-hmm. and like I was just like think in that moment like I was searching for somebody mm-hmm. to go with. Like I was just like in a hard place. Yeah. Like in that like moment and just like having like had that conversation and then like, and then being like I need to talk to somebody about this and like you were there and like you were eager. Mm-hmm. And that's why I appreciated most of that. Like you were like you were like said yeah let's go. Like, mm-hmm. not, not having a clue what was going on. Like, you knew. That's why, like, you guys went up to my house. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, I was struggling through that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I needed you guys. Like, I just needed to be with friends and see people. Yeah. Because um, I was struggling through that. And so I think that was a big moment. Like, because we never, like, that summer we were never in position to, like, hang out one-on-one. Mm-mm. We would have never been, like, hey, let's meet up. Yeah. But, like, after that moment, I feel like that's when, like, it started moving up. Mm-hmm. And we were always, like, there. Like, I've always been there and you've always been there. Like, when we need, mm-hmm. like... When we've been free, especially last year, mm-hmm. you know. And I think last year too, a big part of it was, um, we both were in different leadership positions, mm-hmm. and I think that we both, I think, and this is something that I've I admire about you probably the most is how committed you are um, when you really dive into things, and I think that we both kind of fed off of that, mm-hmm. and like we both have the same mindset of responsibility and wanting to learn and i think that that's kind of what drew you me and jonathan together and kind of kept us together right. um and i was able to learn a lot from you right. i also think like it's interesting because like no other you had got to see me at, like as a sophomore mm-hmm. bright sophomore pa yeah. <laughs> yeah but you also like in that moment got to see me as a tennis like as like a teammate mm-hmm. so like in a like Part of the time, like, I was never, like, I was in a position of leadership over you, mm-hmm. but then all the other half of the time, I wasn't. Yeah. So, like, you were the only freshman mm-hmm. where I was only a sophomore. Like, I mean, yeah. if I'm a sophomore, like, obviously, like, I'm a senior now, but, like, and where I was a sophomore, but you were the only freshman that got to see me as, like, more than just, like, the teammate. 
in not like in or truly like PA. as in teammates we were pitted against each other right as 12 and 13 <laughs> yeah. and then i was uh, 12 and 13 for singles and then 12 and 13 for doubles right <laughs> um i distinctly remember though playing a tennis match with you and just having like the most fun Mm, yeah. And I don't know why, like, like we didn't like love each other that. No, much. we didn't. It was just like, but we still had like really enjoyed it because like, like, I think just like going at it so much, like we knew kind of had like we had this really good respect for each other as tennis mm-hmm. players, um, and that we would love like we never like kind of felt we we want to be better than each other, right? Like, every, yeah. every, I hope, especially like when you're a college athlete, I hope you want to be better and mm-hmm. you get like playing time, like that's that's the goal. But like ultimately, when you're teammates, there's gonna be a moment where your when your competition becomes Which your is one of the really unique things about tennis. Yeah, I is but isn't that every sport? Yeah, you know, I think it just feels more personal when it's an, still an individual sport. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're on the same basketball team, like obviously you want to play better than them. But like with tennis, it's like such a personal. When you lose a tennis match, right. it is like a definitive. Like he played better than me. Like he right. beat me. Right. Whereas, like, I feel like in football, you can always be like, well, I just didn't get the reps. If I got right. the reps, I would have shown them up. Right. But when I would lose to you, it would be like, I lost to Trevin. Right. Like, it's not like Trevin got lucky on a couple shots. Like, right. I lost to Trevin. Right. <laughs> Which was personal. <laughs> right. And I just remember that moment being like, man, I, can't, I wish we got to play more together. Because, mm-hmm. like, um, that day was a lot of fun. We went, yeah. we were undefeated at Senate Partners. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, what okay i've always been interested so like i think i personally i've been a big fan of taylor mm-hmm. i'm really scared to leave this place hmm. what has been like your view and i think like ultimately like everything comes back to taylor university for us like this show yeah. like, like we a lot of the reason behind the show is like that you know the people work here are from taylor and that they love taylor mm-hmm. and um not that there's like anything that like is like obviously there's a lot of flaws in our community, but like what have like has your after three years, um, then your experience at Taylor like what do you think? Like you're gonna look back on this like in in five years and s- like picture this as. It's mm. a really good question. <laughs> um, I think it's one that I'm still 100% processing. Mm-hmm. You're not even done with it, so. No, but I, it feels, there's a, yeah, I'm gearing up for it though. Right. Um, a big part of it. So the reason I came to Taylor was because I strongly believe that this is the place where I was going to become the best man, Mm -hmm. the best young person possible, uh, because of the mission statement of developing student leaders marked with a passion to minister Christ's redemptive love to a world in need. When I was going into college, however, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily as concerned about becoming a better right. human being. So I think freshman year was really difficult. Um, I think in reconciling the fact that I was at Taylor, didn't really want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when I look back, uh, and it's changed. Like sophomore year was so much fun. I think sophomore year is probably most people's most sophomore to junior year is people's most fun because yeah. you kind of know who your people are. You're still like getting to know them and you haven't made enough stupid mistakes that you guys get frustrated at each other oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And your classes are still relatively easy and everything is still so new and fresh and bright. And you just get hang out in the student center all the time. 
Um, you feel like you're the absolute. You feel like you're that's all. That's sophomore juniors. Yeah, you feel like you're just the top of the world, right? Um, and everyone knows you, and you know everybody. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that was sophomore is amazing. Last year semester was great. This semester is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think like looking back, what I'm really gonna miss is the kindness of people mm-hmm. and the kind of people um, mm. that are here. I think that people who choose to go to Taylor University have a very specific set of values, even beyond just Christianity. I think right. like there is a lot of like different types of Christians that wouldn't necessarily enjoy being here. Um, and I think what really unites people is like just a, a, a universal care for the people around them that I think I'm really going to miss living in that environment afterwards. Hmm. Uh, the weirdest thing that I just hated about Taylor my freshman year is what I love most about it now is how genuinely everybody means um, when they ask about you, when they inquire about how you're doing. It used to, like, freak me out when I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. I was like, why does everyone care so intently about how I'm doing right now? Like, just let me be. <laughs> but now it's, like, it's so beautiful. Um, I think that's something that you did really well and yeah. you helped really show me. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss the most, I think that and just the people like, right. I mean, it's the same thing, but like truly, and I'm sure that no matter what college you go to, you build a family and a mm-hmm. community, but I wouldn't trade this one for any community or right. family, you know, for sure. Yeah. And I, and like, I still think like there are moments that like, our community could be better and stronger. Like, I feel like Taylor has really, but like, even myself, I feel like I know a decent amount of people on campus. Um, but like how many times, like we have had an opportunity to like stand in line at Chick-fil-A or like order, get a sandwich at Chick-fil-A and not like ask them their name, like not called like their worker, like these workers that we've been like, that have been serving us. Mm-hmm. I think especially with DC and Ch- student center workers, like how they've been, or like janitors or something like that or just these people that like aren't necessarily a part of the Taylor community, but they serve the Taylor community. Yeah. Like how like I have missed, I, that's been like a shortcoming of my own mm-hmm. and like not like taking care for them and like treating them like they are part of the Taylor community. Yeah. Cause like genuinely they are. And I think we've done a good job with some of the people. Like so everyone well. loves Susan. For sure. Almost everybody loves Prisca, you know, from Chick-fil-A right. and Cindy. Right. And there's some staples, but I think, I think I agree. But, I mean, that's part of living together. That's part yeah. of being in the community is the fact that, like, we will never be perfect. Right. Like, we just will never be. Right. But it's the pursuit towards it, which is mm-hmm. beautiful. And that's just, I mean, that's been, like, the biggest point of grace I've had to give to Taylor, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like when your department that you're in is criminally underfunded and staffed, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, it's not going to be perfect, but... Which is... Still, I mean, sometimes it's hard, but yeah, just understanding like that's kind of part of it, right. you know, and that's where you have an opportunity to build, right? And if you believe in Taylor and you believe in what they do, then it's worth it. And if you don't, mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine too, right? Just as long as you find something else to help build and grow. Mm-hmm. So it's been a, a fun journey here, building and growing. Yeah, it has been. There's a lot of like. Uh, and, like, just, like, trying to think about, like, how I've been reflecting on it, like, myself. Like, there's a lot of names 
mm-hmm. that come to mind. Especially like first year and not as many first year, but like people that have like a lot of stepping stones, and a lot of care. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot believe that I have just now become friends with Steve Austin. Mm. Like it took us us having in the ra- like him in the radio station yeah. for me to come become friends with him, and I love the man. Mm-hmm. Like he is such a cool guy, and like he is. We get to sit and talk about the Col- we sit and talk about the Colts. 30 minutes every time we see each other, <laughs> which funny. is like, just like awesome. It's awesome. And like something like that, that simple can. Awesome is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess like moving directions, I think one of the big things that like is really close to both of our hearts is our family. And <clears throat> I've gotten to hear a lot about your family story. You've gotten to hear a lot about mine. Um, what is one way, I guess I'll start off by saying, what is one way, like, your parents have, like, shaped you? And what is one way that, like, they have wanted to shape you and you've re- rebelled against it? Hmm. One of the first things that Dr. Kramer somehow found out about me is that my parents met in the Oregon Extension. Um, right. Which is where just a bunch of Christian hippies get together in Oregon and read the great books and hike. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second he found that, he's like, that just makes total sense. Right. And I think that's in large part of like my mom moved to Grand Rapids to continue to date my dad um, with like $400 in her pocket, no job, and had no idea where she was going to go to grad school. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's something that even I like now I'm like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Like I don't even entirely know if I would do that. Right. I'd love to say I would do that, but like actually doing that. And so I think that's something like my parents, both of them, their sense of adventure um, and their sense of um, existential introspection, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think has really shaped me as well. Like growing up around a dinner table where your family is talking about theology when you're like five, six years old or Mm -hmm. having intense political discussions that will be yeah i think that has really shaped me um the unique thing is that really my parents just don't try and shape me um which i think is like sometimes it's almost frustrating it's like when i'm at whenever i'm at a crossroads my parents never give me advice they just Mm -hmm. ask questions you know um i mean i guess one thing they so it's hard for me to answer that question i would say they've probably would wish i was a little more steady yeah my mom sometimes don't they all (laughs) (laughs) my mom sometimes i think struggles with that yeah like just recently we were talking about what i was gonna do for spring break and i told him i was gonna go hiking by myself in north carolina and my mom was just like well maybe you should tell the park rangers and i was like i don't I don't know. know, She's just so worried. She wants me to send all the dates and where I'm going to be during what days. Yeah. So I'm sure she would wish I was a little more steady. Right. Steady than I am. But. Makes sense. I think they also are happy with where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine them being unhappy, you know? Like being like, oh. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Being like, oh. Except that I'm sure they would have loved to watch you on TV playing tennis one day. That is true. They would have loved that. <laughs> they would have. My parents love to watch tennis. 
<laughs> I never really played. They would have been your biggest fan. I never played it, but yeah. they just loved watching me play. Like they like I'm never. Bad. My mom probably never missed a match. Really? Which like now realizing like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. It helped that she also worked in the school district, so she right. had the same schedule as me. Right. But my dad didn't miss many. Yeah. Um, which I think really is pretty awesome. special. It's really awesome. Sometimes they didn't even watch me. Well, no, they always watched me. I was going to say they didn't watch me and they'd watch my teammates, but no, they always watched me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've been crazy supportive. Okay. What's one way that your two brothers have shaped you? Because you, and give a little bit of background about mm. your brothers. Yeah, so I have two older brothers. Um, they're 10 years older than me, Mr. Case Emanuel Bohr, and 11, Jacob Cameron. Um my oldest brother, Jake, has definitely shaped me in my love for reading. Um, he would spend, he would, like, probably when I was, like, basically since I was, like, a cognizant human being, like, three or four, he would read to me. Um, mm-hmm. So I distinctly remember him reading this one book of, this one book of um, these pirates that were on, like, this voyage. And they kept going to these crazy islands. One of them, I just they thought was going to be the desert, uh, the desert island, where it was going to be like a desert, and so they packed for a desert. But then they got there and it was a desert island. They had a misspell. They read it wrong, and there was one S instead of two. And I thought that was the craziest thing in the entire <laughs> world. It's like what? Yeah. Um, and it's continued. I mean, he reads like three to four books a week. Right. Um, which is not where I'm at, but right. I love talking with him about that. Right. And learning about that from him. Case, when I was growing up, was like my little super superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, he always made sure that he was the coolest guy in the room and that I always thought he was the coolest guy in the room. And that's because he was the coolest guy in the room, especially in my eyes. Right. Um, and so I think a lot of like my sense of adventure and a lot of my humor has kind of been from trying to be like him <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when I was younger. Um and like still to this day, there's are very few human beings who can make me laugh like him. Mm-hmm. Um, even just with literally the stupidest jokes, right? Like the stupidest jokes. Like I remember when he told me that, the, like the the um, wide Sally fall off the wide Sally fall off the swing set because she has no arms or legs. Knock knock. Who's there? Not Sally. I remember when he told me that joke for the first time. I thought it was the funniest thing. Yeah. I like almost like peed my pants laughing. Right. Um, so I think those are two of the ways, but them collectively, I think they've also really shaped me like as I've gotten older, um, in terms of just like understanding responsibility, um, and understanding the responsibility to like your family. I think they've both done a really good job with that, um, and shown me what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, sorry, I can't get like out of my head that you're wearing my clothes right now. Yeah. <laughs> you look so much like me right now. <laughs> I even used your brush to brush he, my uh, hair. <laughs> he has a something that's a dress up for, so he brought a dress shirt and my dress shirt and my tie, mm-hmm. and it's definitely something that I'd be wearing mm-hmm. like in this setting. And to point out, you're wearing a Lake Michigan shirt right and now. And I'm wearing a Lake Michigan shirt. The and, little Angola boy. And sweatpants. Yeah. It's not, not something that, like, it's not in the thing I was close to by any means, but, like, it's something that you could catch Nathaniel in. Yeah. Um, you don't really catch Nathaniel in the dress shirt and tie. Anyways. No. 
I'll just like stay in there. I was like, yeah, gosh. Might after this though. Hey, I've gotten good reviews. <laughs> you have? I have. People love it. Yeah. People love it. I can get used to this. Yeah. So, um, we're already 24 minutes in. How, look at us. Look at us. Uh, I think, okay. One of the values that I have noticed and something that you care very deeply about has been, um, how it's like something that I know you will care very deeply about is like when, like once you take the step and I'm not saying like this is going to happen anytime soon, but once you take you, you take the step of like becoming a father. Um, and I think a lot about surprise mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you in six months. Sarah, (laughs) (laughs) you might have a baby. (laughs) You might be grandma soon. Should probably tell my parents to listen to this one because I haven't told them yet. (laughs) Um, no, but like I know, I just like knowing you. I know you care deeply about that. And like once yeah. ever, once you like, whenever you get to that point, like what are some ways that like some? Why is that such a big value? Like for a twenty-one-year-old. Well, because my life sucks now. I can't wait to live through my through my children. <laughs> right. Can't wait to hold them to all the standards of everything I didn't accomplish. Right. Um. But like you being twenty-one, like and that being like, I can tell that like you're uh that's heavy on your mind, heart, and but you also want to be like a really good. You also really want to live an exciting life. Yeah. And you want to live, like, have a lot of venture. So, like, what does that, like, mean? Like, what is that value? And how do you, like, rank that value, I guess? Yeah. I think it's something, like, just progressive. And I think, honestly, it's part of just growing older. Yeah. Um, But, like, so in the summers, I work at a education foundation teaching kids how to backpack. And I took the Where job. Where is this at? Yeah, you know, in the Grand Teton, <laughs> Grand Teton National Park of uh, Wyoming. Um, And so I... <laughs> Um, and I went really just for the adventure being like, Oh, I guess I'll learn how to interact with kids. And like, I kind of always knew I'd be good with kids, but I didn't know that I would love it so much. And like, part of it was like, I literally just got to hang out with like 10, 10 and 11 year old little brothers for like a month. Mm -hmm. And it was the best thing ever. Um, and I think like that was like a really beautiful moment of realizing like, I just can't wait to have fun with like my little brothers and like my kids and my sons, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think another, and there's like another moment where like this past weekend I was home with, um, my, my girlfriend and she has a sister as well. And I thought it was just so beautiful. Like when her dad, who is like running an event, put so much effort and trust into um, his daughters, mm-hmm. like into like running it and just seeing how beautiful that is to like be able to kind of pass that off and have like so much trust in such a great working relationship um, with your kids. Um, but I think that kind of ultimately comes from like kind of how I view like ever since like I, I think I'm very cogn I've been very cognizant since I've been like a kid of how much of a continuation my life is of my father's and, like, mm-hmm. my grandfather's. And what are you smirking for? I don't know. I just smile sometimes. <laughs> okay. Thoughts go to my head. and For those who can't see him, he's smiling like a little something. I don't <laughs> even know why, honestly. <laughs> just enjoy the story. Um, Like, I remember, like, I would, uh, a large, like, I should really be a much better basketball player than I am because a large amount of my childhood was spent just, like, casually 
like daydreaming while like shooting the basketball in like the in the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really should just be knocked down, and I'm really not. It's right. very criminal. Um, but like while I was doing yeah, that, I would I think mean, about not like, everybody can score ten points in an NBA league in a real game. Um, but like a big part of it was thinking about like how how much of my life and my foundation is built off of the hard work of like my parents and my grandparents and how beautiful of a concept that is. Um, and so like even just thinking about like the sustainability and legacy of any work that we do is something that I really, really hope to have and continue as I get older. And it's something I see now too, like, um, even just like seeing like certain honors events that I helped start or like certain, um, you know, like our theme for this year and seeing how that's growing and doing like certain community development and realizing like the buildings I'm working on now are going to stand for the next like 60, 70 years. Um, and just like realizing that I think it's a very natural continuation Mm -hmm. with like children. Um, yeah, that. And also I just know that when I get older, everyone else is going to grow older, but I'm not. And so I'm going to need people to, who can keep up with me. Right. When I'm hiking. So, right. I mean, for the purely utilitarian reason of mm-hmm. just. I, I feel the same way. And eating that. I feel the same way that, like, I'm not going to get older. That's why I'm excited to have, uncle, like, be an uncle. Mm-hmm. And not. I mean, I'm excited to have kids, obviously, but, like, no. my real excitement is for, for Watch when I'm like, training Abby. <laughs> it's not going to take long for this guy. <laughs> Our over under for you is, like, six years. Six years? For kids, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We were talking. We were get, trying to guess our over-under the other day. Yeah. I feel like mine could just be so wildly unpredictable. <laughs> we have yours. What is it? I'm not t- saying What? It, Come on. It can't be. I just told you yours. No, no, no. We have your over. We only have one over-under for you right now. What is it? What is it about? Uh, When you get engaged. Engaged? Yeah. But we can't let it affect. You can't like. That's true. You know me. I'm also stubborn. I know. So if like, I'm gonna work in a, if I'm gonna work for a belt buckle, I would definitely propose postpone an engagement just to mess with your odds. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to. We don't want to like. And not that any money rides on this, but the. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, we're joking with Chris about it because you're we saying we mm. told Carissa about the over unders. And she's like, so what's ours? And I was like, all right, I'm not saying Carissa. But I was actually, I have no clue what Carissa's is. Yeah. Because Carissa and Preston are so hard to figure out. Preston is hard to figure out, but. But, yeah. So, anyways, um, I think uh, I kind of lost track. It's hard asking all the questions. Yeah. <laughs> it is a tough one. Um. Oh, oh. What are some goals for your, like, I, I kind of, like, think of in ways as, like, I want certain people in my life, like, I really, especially with you, like, I hope are, like, past, mer- like, like, my vision is that, like, mine, yours, and Jonathan's are our past all merch, and we live in the same city, or something like, do something. at least have a vacation home at the same time. Vaca- we all have a, a we, block. If we can, if, like, my, anyway, I'll let you finish the question, No, but I think like, I might have a good answer. Yeah, like, so, like, what are some things that, like, you really, it's like a dream of yours that you, mm. like, you, like, would love to see, um, I'm guessing, like, you having a greenhouse one day. That's my guess. Yeah. Um. Something that like obviously like if it doesn't happen like like that's not the way like God like that's not the thing that like God was pointing you towards like you're not gonna be mm-hmm. upset like we're obviously gonna live meaningful lives no matter what. Yeah. But like something that like if you had it your way, what would it look like? Some of your yeah. goals or like your future. 
So, I mean, eventually I'm going to have to settle down. That's the sad truth of life. But I'm excited for it. I'm also yeah. genuinely excited for it. Right. And I think gen- like one of my huge goals is to be able to really, like, if I have some sort of professional career, to really scale it back. So I'm only working, like, 25, 30 hours a week. And I spend, like, the rest of my time just, like, building little vacation homes and building, like, um, and, like, gardening and having this big farm. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it would be so beautiful to kind of like live in a place where I have like a good amount of land and part of my side business could be like renting out these cottages, but I just rent them out to my friends. And so I just always am having like, how much do you think your friends are going to want to see you? <laughs> more of just, I really hope that I can have good, I need to work on my carpentry, <laughs> but like, I don't know, yeah, I like having you. like, like if I could have like a little lake or something and just right. buy a bunch of houses around the lake and then develop that and then rent them out and kind of have my business be paying my friends to come in or having my friends pay me to come and visit me, you know, I mean, that'd be pretty lit. Or yeah. like another thing that would just be so beautiful, I think would just to have even just like smaller would to be like, have, um, especially with friends, like having like some sort of place that we all either like co-own or something yeah. almost like a family cabin right but like it's a friend's cabin as well right um but yeah do you want to go into like larger goals or just like anything like like anything that you want to hold on like that yeah. you see happening in the future that you want to hold on to or people in the future that you want to hold on to or what yeah i think um one thing i really just always hope i hold on to is my sense of adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that I continue to learn how to share that well with people. Um, like that's something I'm trying to learn now is like, how do I go on adventures with my parents when mm. we're at different stages? Like how do yeah. I, how do I go backpacking with my parents? Right. Especially when they haven't gone backpacking in like 30, 40 years. Right. Um, like, yeah, maybe we probably shouldn't do the Pema Jawasset loop where we summit five, mountains in like 50 miles you know but figuring out like how to do that well with them and how to still get that beautiful like meaningful experience um and then just as i get older like how to have a healthy work life and family balance where i can take like maybe broken up but like a month or two out of every year and i'm able to like just travel because travel a country with my friends Mm -hmm. and like go like Oh, hey, Trevin, I'm going to let's go and kayak the Colorado for like a week, you know, or like, yo, Evan, let's go and um, hike Mount Rainier, you know, or be like, hey, Parker, let's go mountain bike like a trail for a weekend. Um, So I hope that it takes me a little bit convincing. What? You have to ask me a few times to do it normally. We'll see. You might miss me at least a little bit. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. Hopefully. But like, and I hope I am always able to do that, mm-hmm. and because in part because I've been able to see that done beautifully, like one of my uncles, Uncle Dirk, um, he does that amazing. He has like this group of like five guys, and they just kayak all over the country, and they do it like two. They go on like two, three trips every year, and they're still able to like, and they're like in their sixties, seventies. Like he's the youngest guy in the group, and he's like sixty four, sixty five, mm-hmm. and they're all. It keeps them all so young. And I was like, I don't know. That's just so beautiful to me. So I hope I continue to always be able to do that, especially as I have a feeling based off of the friends I tend to have that they'll be all over the place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think I'll have a ton of hometown 
right a bunch of friends that all are gonna go back and live in rockford you know right i'm not going back and living in rockford yeah i don't think you would either well you wouldn't mind it i don't think samantha would mind rockford i don't think so either honestly i mean someone i don't think someone in your future would mind (laughs) rockford (laughs) not the name of any names i would love michigan is just so beautiful too compared to indiana like there's a lot to more to do. Everybody's also close. Though I will say, there's nothing that beats getting done with a road trip, and like you're driving back through Indiana on I-65 or I-69, and it's like six, seven. The sun is setting yeah. over the fields. Yeah, it is beautiful. That's a good time. That's a good yeah. time in Indiana. I'm gonna miss that. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I know the experience that you're talking about. Well, I, yeah, and then I had like I had another one coming back from Tennessee. Yeah, and it was like it's a recurring theme. Right. I had another one going up to your house with Kristen. Right. We didn't. That was crazy. Kristen and I are not very good at being quiet. Normally, right. when the two of us are within like a five to ten foot vicinity of each other, mm-hmm. it's constant talking. Mm-hmm. And that was the longest stretch of silence we've ever had. Right. Just because it was so beautiful. Yeah, there was, there was a day, last few weeks ago that like, I stepped out. I don't know. Like, uh, somebody in my life Snapchatted me mm. like a picture of the sun rising. We were working out in the morning, and actually. And I had a problem where I had to go to the bathroom every single time I worked out. So mm. I went to the bathroom. That's fun. Fun. And I went to the bathroom, and I just like was like, oh, I'm going to step outside. And it was like the most beautiful thing hmm. like I saw. Like the picture was like not at all mm-hmm. to what it like. It, it didn't like, do actually, it justice. It didn't do it justice. Like the entire no. sky was orange. And I told Tyler, I was like, stop what you're doing. Go go outside right was now. Was he also working out? Yeah. Yeah. Like as I walked back into the gym, I was like, "Stop it! Go look, go look outside." Stop it, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> so like that, and just like the glory of that, just like taking a moment to like appreciate. Yeah. How beautiful we live. Mm-hmm. Huh. I think. How much? We're at forty minutes. Okay. I got one more question, and then we'll finish up with your books and movies. Okay. You, I th- one thing that like I've appreciated about you. As I don't feel like I all have the sense of adventure that you do. Hmm. Uh, but, like, you have taught me a lot. And you have changed me, like, in, like, my, the way that I am adventurous. And being like, hey, like, mm-hmm. what's down this, like, path? Or, like, mm-hmm. what's down this hallway? Like, or just, like, just random stuff like that. Being like, who, like, why? You don't need a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need, like, and that you've taught me. And that, I think... And now I get seen as like within my own family, like I'm like the adventurous one. Mm-hmm. Like I feel, I feel like you with just within my own family a lot, because mm-hmm. like they are like, oh, you're going to sleep in a car in Tennessee. Tennis. <laughs> you're so crazy, Trevor. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, and just what? Yeah, and I have a tattoo. Like it's just like, so like I have appreciated about that. What's like, and I know the answer, but like to the listeners, like why have you loved that? And like what is like the value behind? And what is the reason behind just like taking a moment to like, or taking a week and go backpacking in yeah. North Carolina? Like why? Like why? I guess. Yeah, I think the answer has changed mm-hmm. a lot as I've grown, and I hope that it continues to. Um, when I first like when I was just younger, honestly, I just thought it was cool. <laughs> um, like I went on a canoeing trip in Canada. Right. I was like, this is just cool. Yeah. And, but it's also there was like a hint of something really felt natural. Something mm-hmm. really felt right. I was like, this is how like, I just think humans are supposed to live. Mm. Um, and I just started to really pursue that. Starting with like a couple backpacking trips with my buddy, Zachary Burns, shout out. Um, 
Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Big friend. Um, and I think what I was really pursuing there was adventure and fun. I thought it was going to be like crazy, like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. Right. And I realized throughout the process, it really is not that fun. Like just hiking for six, seven hours a day with 50 pounds on your back is not that fun. Right. And you get to see cool stuff and sometimes that gets, but sometimes it gets desensitized. Like you can walk through the woods for a long time and you can see a couple summits, but like if you do it enough, like it just becomes routine in a way. But as I've gotten older and as I've um, done it more, what I've realized I'm beginning to chase now is like peace, which is a really like, it's a really interesting, it's been a really interesting juxtaposition where I've realized that for me to find the most peace within myself and for me to feel God deeply, I often have to... um, be in the woods um doesn't always mean i necessarily need to be like climbing a mountain um and i don't always necessarily need to be like in imminent danger Mm -hmm. but it's just where i find clarity and it helps me reset and it helps give me energy and like when i come back from a trip i always am so intellectually and spiritually and emotionally energized and i feel like i have so much more clarity um, like a wonderful example is when I was, I had like a day or two free and I happened to be in East Lansing. So I decided to drive all the way up to Tequamanon Falls in the upper peninsula. It was like a six hour drive left early in the morning and I got there and it's like the biggest waterfall in Michigan and it's like in the upper peninsula. So it was in the winter and like the geography around it is like tundra. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like similar to what you would expect to see in like the forefront of Alaska. Um, and then you get there and there's like an eight mile or there's a four mile hike from the lower falls to the upper falls. And I was not expecting to go on it, but I was like, you know what? Why not? I'll just go on it. So I went on it and I decided, you know what? I don't have a lot of time. I kind of need to run. I was like, okay. So I decided to go on a trail run. I had no equipment. Like I was not wearing running shoes. It was like four degrees outside. So I took off my sweatshirt. Uh, I was just wearing like a t-shirt and shorts. And I ended up running the full eight miles and I got hypothermia. Mm-hmm. And to anyone looking, it would be like, oh, you went on a run in the snow, four degree weathers, and you got hypothermia. That must have sucked. And that was one of the best days of my entire life. Right. It was like I had so much clarity. I came to a really a couple of really important decisions. Um, and I was filled with so much peace. And um, energy. Mm-hmm. For like the next month (laughs) right but yeah interesting i think i got one more question then how has god shaped your life i guess it's the last question and like how like obviously i know as good as any and personally like within myself i like just in my own experience and just knowing you like it you've not been perfect um but like you keep coming and so, like, I don't know if, like, and I, I know this, like, you're never going to be able to leave the subject. You're never going to be able to leave God. Like, that's always going to be in your head, and that's always going to be in the forefront, even mm-hmm. no matter what battles you go through. Um, And, like, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I think a big part of it has just been the pursuit. Mm-hmm. Like, I 
like one of the reasons why I came to Taylor like is to become the best man, and a big part of that was the mission statement was right. in Christ, right? Um, and realizing like this is something that I care deeply about, and I care deeply about the like finding God and finding Jesus and finding Christ and having a relationship with Him, and if I I've kind of come to the conclusion where whether I have assurance or not about my faith, I will never regret having it because it's made me a better human being. Mm -hmm. And it's something where like I have, it feels frustrating because it feels like my faith looks so much different than everyone else's. And it's just a constant reminder that like no one, there is no stereotypical faith. There is no cookie cutter faith. And if there is, it's probably dangerous to fall into. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also a fine line of also like there is an orthodoxy and there is an orthopraxy and there is a reason why we have an agreed upon and standard Bible. And there is like a theologically sound way of interpreting the Bible. And so that's something that I have to continue to remind myself. You can't be too different. Right. <laughs> you don't want to be heretical. Um, but a big way of it has been the pursuit in realizing like I've become a better man in pursuit of God in, in pursuit of um, knowing and walking with him. Yeah. I think what I will say is I've given, or I don't know. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's wrap it up with your books and movies. Yeah. So do you want three of each? What, 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 what Whatever do you, want? you want. All right. I I'm, personally would not be able to list you three movies, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or three books, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just do the top three things that really yeah. impacted me, yeah. media-wise. Um, number one would probably be an album. It would probably be... Oh, gosh. You'd think that after I've asked this question enough times, mm -hmm. I would have a good answer. Yeah. Um, you, love this, you love this question a lot I more really than do I do, I think. I love this question. Um, a book that's really impacted me has been The Way of Kings is a fantasy book by Brandon Sanderson. And the magic system is based off of honor. And there's a lot of beautiful, objective truths about um, loving the journey more than the destination and protecting people and caring for people and the power of that. And it's just really well written. Mm -hmm. And it's just fun. It's just fun. Yeah. Um, another one that's really impacted me would be Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Not a lot of people agree with her philosophy of ethical egoism. I am one of those people. But I think that the characters that she creates... Me too. I think the characters <laughs> that she creates is Look, I beautiful. Just got. <laughs> <laughs> I think like the characters she creates are really interesting and are really good portrayals of what man could be and should be mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, and it changed why, what my major is changed, what my career path is. And I've been challenged a lot by that book. Mm -hmm. A movie that I've really just, that I've really enjoyed. I would just say a TV show would be Northern Exposure. Yeah. Like I have to include that one. Right. Northern Exposure is like this eighties, um, comedy kind of, um, it's like late 80s, early 90s. And it's all about these people who grew up in Alaska. And there's this one character on there named Chris Stevens. And he was like a former convict. 
that moves to Alaska, happens to be an artist, and is the local radio DJ. And he just reads Walt Whitman on the radio, and he reads, um, he like talks about quantum physics, and he also happens to be a heartthrob, all in one, while living on a little lake in Alaska in an airstream. Mm -hmm. So, more or less, I've modeled my life after him, and is the reason why I decided to work for this station last year, um, and continued to be on the radio. Right. Um, so that has been, I think a pretty, a pretty telling thing is whenever I go home, if it's someone I really care about, I force them to watch the show. Not anyone really enjoys it, (laughs) but I think most people who are subjected to that will often say like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Interesting. Well, thank you for being our special guest this week. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. It we will love to have you back some point. Mm. Okay. How about next maybe, week? Maybe maybe you'll be our first returning guest. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But I, I genuinely like, and like I say this as in like, I've had a lot of, like I've ha- had the opportunity to think about our friendship a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think we have both have, especially in the last year. Yeah. And I think like there's a lot of like with what we have been through and with what we have kind of dealt with. I think there's a, like a lot to say that like we are still like really good friends because mm-hmm. I don't think a normal friendship kind of goes through the trials that like our friendship has been through. Yeah. Um. And I appreciate you a lot. Um. As a human being, as a roommate, and mm-hmm. uh, just somebody that's taken a lot of care for me. Um. Kind of knows what I need. Um, it has pushed me uh, in a lot of ways. And I kind of fight back against that. And mm-hmm. I know that I kind of, I'm never really good with change. I never like it's accepted. I never enjoy being told what to do or like kind of like be giving advice or stuff. I kind of just like to go and do everything on, and like kind of think on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate you just being there. Like, I think like that's the biggest thing that I've like loved about you is that you've been there. Mm-hmm. And that like when like I need a moment, like you'll, like I can find that I can find Nathaniel and um he'll be there and especially last year just been like going on walks and taking time mm-hmm. to like just like get to talk and enjoy each other's presence. Mm-hmm. We really I think I've had opportunity to like get to know each other deeper just like through getting tr- to see each other's presence. So like I generally do care a lot about you as a person and I do hope our paths intersect in the future whether that's 50 years down the road when you move to florida with jonathan and i oh gosh in a retirement home i know you're gonna hate that i know you know it but jonathan and i are gonna drag you there (laughs) (laughs) because jonathan and i are gonna we already have a plan to for our our wives are gonna be good friends and jonathan and i are gonna go in the mornings to play big ball with each other and yeah we'll we'll pick up we'll pick up a fourth yeah we'll be you jonathan yeah well will will just live at the pickleball well live will will yeah Will will be there, yeah, I guess. That's kind of a hard one to say. Will will live at <laughs> yeah. pickleball court. So Okay. This has been delightful. Of Thank course. You for having me. Of course. I love you, buddy. I love you too, buddy. Have just take a rest. Rest a spell. Rest a spell. <laughs>